This is LaSalle College High School Basketball on Bob Long Sports. Presented by Dunphy Ford. Krumpetich has his man one-on-one. Chris Monty gets him inside. The foul. Count it. And one. He floated in the lane. He put it in from six feet away. Speedy Morris doesn't like it. But Dave Krumpetich has put the Explorers up four. An ill-advised pass stolen by Ryan Winslow. They find Stukes. No one rebounding. He shoots the three. It doesn't matter. It's good. Amar Stukes gives LaSalle. Believe this. The lead. 37-36. Wow. 6.58 to go. Fourth quarter. Are you kidding me? And this in South Student section is absolutely batty right now. This kid is incredible. Pound for pound, man. He is so tough. And it's time for tip-off. We take you now courtside, where Bob Long has the call. Good evening. Welcome to Archbishop Carroll High School in Radnor, Pennsylvania, for Philadelphia Catholic League basketball, right here on Bob Long Sports. Bob Long, Chris Carabello, and Chris Yastrzemski alongside the LaSalle Explorers at 1-2 in the league, 7-5 overall, take on Archbishop Carroll, a team that was phenomenal last year, went all the way to the Palestra, lost in a thriller to Roman Catholic, graduated three seniors, and now respond with an opportunity here to march through conference play again, but it's been a little bit of a slow go for the one and two Patriots, who are eight and three overall, test themselves in the non-league, and I think you're going to see a very, very talented Carroll team, and LaSalle coming off two straight losses will find a challenge in this opponent, Chris. Indeed, it's going to be a, it's a big game for both of these teams, LaSalle especially following their last two games to Bonner and Egan. Carroll is a team that's been one of the top teams in the PCL the previous few years. They find themselves in the middle of the pack now. They're 1-2 and two as well, so they got the advantage because they're home, but, you know, that's why they play the games. Starting five for LaSalle, Jared Stukes and Matt Paulus in the backcourt collectively averaging over 21 points a game. Zach Chrysler, Sean Simon, and Conrad Kiska in the front court. And what you'll see, guys, all five of these guys averaging over 10 points a game, a lot of balance with this LaSalle team. And on the Carroll side, number 10, Colin Daly. Number 11, A.J. Hogard. Number 13, Justin Anderson. Number 2, Kari Williams. And then Jesse McPherson, number 21, to tip against Chrysler. Tap is won by Chrysler, but right into the hands of Williams, and it's picked away by Matt Paulus. And now we can officially say we are underway. LaSalle with the first possession of the basketball game. Explorers need to get off to a good start. And a traveling violation against Sean Simon. Tried to hold that pivot foot as he came to a stop. At the top of the key, couldn't do so. Back to Carroll. So much for that uh, good start. Yeah, so much for that good start. What you'll see in this Archbishop Carroll team, a quick discussion at the scorer's table from the two referees. Uh, good size across the board. Nobody over 6'6", but nobody under 6'3", either in this starting lineup. And coming off the bench, you'll see Keon Butler. Likely he's at six foot four. Yeah, they're undersized when they match up against uh, Chrysler and Kiska, but then... They overpower the two guards. Kari Williams no good. Rebound and finished by Colin Daly on the weak side block. 2-0 early. And that's where that size comes in. We're just talking about Colin Daly's at least 6'4". 
We mob most of the LaSalle guys are at least under six foot. Jared Stukes with the basketball backs up toward the Patriot logo here at midcourt. Paulus takes the handoff. 7.06 to play. 2-0. The Daily Deuce. The only one. Now Paulus off for Stukes. Stukes gets blocked as he goes toward the rim. It'll stay with LaSalle. That one barely got off his hands as he went for the underhanded floater. Now Stukes with the inbound looks for Simon. A long three. Back iron no good from the right wing and going up high to get it. Jesse McPherson. They go to the corner now. Justin Anderson, the lefty, leaves back for Colin Daly. 2-0 early. Archbishop Carroll, a long three from Daly. Back iron no good. Good box out, and Paulus is going to come up with a rebound on a bounce. Simon has it on the left wing, up to the top of the key. Kiska now off for Simon. He almost lost his footing again. A little slippery here on the court. Head fake from Paulus. Now coming up to the elbow is Stukes. Handoff for Kiska. Hesitation dribble. Back for Stukes. Back for Paulus. Kept a foot on the ground on the pump fake. Back for Stukes for three. No good. In and out. And a foul against Sean Simon. Simon wasn't happy about that call. He undercut number 13, Justin Anderson, who got the carom. But, guys, unfortunate that that three didn't go because that was a great offensive possession for the Explorers. Very patient. They made the extra pass. Ended up with a pretty good look. Maybe not their most proficient three-point shooter, but a good look from the corner. And teams are laying off Jared Stukes. They're, 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 they know his strength is penetrating, and that's something he hasn't been able to do. He's going to have to hit that three. Anderson for three from long range. No good. Saved in. By Daly, but turned over. Here's Alan Powell. Numbers, he'll take it himself. No good. Might have been a block from Kari Williams. At the very least, a contest at the rim. Now a step through and a travel. On the other end, A.J. Hogard got out on the break. Paul Romanchik not happy. Came the Took the ball over the defender's head. If it's a jump stop, it's not a travel. But he went tap, tap with the left and right in succession, which led to the travel call. That was a good call. 5.27 to play. A slow-moving first quarter from a scoring perspective, but very active on both sides. Kiska has the basketball top of the key. Passes over towards Stukes near the scorer's table. Chrysler comes out very high and holds the basketball, waiting for help. Stukes now dribbles through the defenders. Picks up the dribble, finds Powell. The Powell three, no good. Kiska gets the rebound, tried to put it up, but gets it back. Now it's on the floor. Paulus has it. Extra effort from the Explorers leads to a Powell three. No good. Tapped again, but it can't stay with the Explorers this time. Here comes Kari Williams. Anderson, baseline drive. Cross-court pass for Colin Daly. Inside they go. McPherson turns, fires well long. And Daly, another rebound, but a foul is called. Who's that going to go against? Okay, it's going to go against LaSalle. He initially pointed... But it was going to go the Explorers' way, but clearly a foul on Jared Stukes. They gave Stukes the foul. The Explorers have started 0 for 4 from beyond the three-point line. I'm loving Colin Daly's effort so far on the offensive glass. Two offensive boards here, and that one drew a foul on Stukes. McPherson has it, mismatch. The Explorers don't switch, so now it's going to be Hogard 
against Chrysler. Cross-court pass for Anderson. That time it's a jump stop. Lost the basketball. Now a block from Chrysler. And a jump ball will go back LaSalle's way. The ref near the benches where we are, he was almost about to call a travel, but eventually either way went to LaSalle. That was a great job by Zach Chrysler. Twice he went up and got the basketball. Second time it was a jump ball. Stayed straight up, knew that he had the height advantage against Justin Anderson, and he wasn't going to be able to get over top of him at that angle underneath the basket. 4.09 to play. Still 2-0 here. Simon nearly lost the basketball. Able to feed up top for Jared Stukes, and the offense resets for the Explorers. Halfway home here in the first quarter. I was surprised LaSalle retained the ball there because I thought LaSalle won the, ta the, ta the tap. There hasn't been a change in possession. I guess they're saying that uh, Carroll did indeed win it, and then Williams gave up the basketball yeah. right away. But you're right, it's a good call, Chris. Now Stukes to the basket. Great look for Simon. Baseline three. It's Thank good. You. Simon says, give me the lead. <laughs> He's been practicing that since Monday night. 3.26 to play. Explorers lead 3-2. A.J. Hogard dribbles the ball up the floor. A freshman averaging 8.1 points a game. Sadly, it took LaSalle 3 minutes and 30 seconds to score those points. Yeah. Size is playing a lot of problems for LaSalle right now, except that Simon's 3. Corey Williams no good. Stukes goes up high and gets the board. Numbers here for the Explorers, and now nice job by Carroll to get back and reset. So those numbers subside. Stukes off for Simon. Good look for Paulus. Now Stukes back to Simon. Through the lane he goes. An offensive foul. That's a tough call there. That's a jump ball, but it's not an offensive foul. Wow. That's Simon's second. second. He'll have to come out of the game. And they were really two no calls. I agree with you. I think that's a walk. It's a jump ball, but it's not, a, it's not an offensive foul. He ran into, if you're going to call it that, A.J. Hogard. Hogard didn't even go down on the play to a man. I think the he freshman just grabbed Hogard, the ball and tied him up. I think, I think it's Hogard a jump ball. I think Hogard would tell you that's not a charge. So Matt McMahon, Brett Warner, and Conrad Kiska are in the game for LaSalle. They joined Stukes and Powell, who were previously on the floor. Top of the key, three, no good from Anderson. Nice board from Conrad Kiska. He'll bring it up himself. In between the circles. Off for Stukes. Substitutes into the game for Archbishop Carroll as well. Devin Ferrero. There's a huge size differential out there. If you just look at it at every matchup. And a foul is called against number 11, A.J. Hogard, who was guarding Jared Stukes. He took him off the dribble and bumped him on his way to the basket. All of a sudden, guys, we look. It's 2 minutes and 12 seconds to go in the first quarter. You're looking up and down these lineups. Guys scoring in double figures. A.J. Hogard has scored in double figures in the last five games. And we have five points through seven minutes of basketball. Sloppy, sloppy, but a lot of defense as well. Werner has it at the top of the key. Guarded by Jesse McPherson. McPherson, a role player last year for Archbishop Carroll, with the departure of Mix Antums, looks to play a much bigger role this year. Stukes guarded on the outside by Mark Bradshaw. Bradshaw just averaging under five points a game. McMahon dribbled out of a double. Now on the baseline, Stukes. McMahon thought about the three on the handoff. The Explorers very patient here on this offensive possession. Stukes looks baseline. Kiska, three. In and out, no good. Colin Daly with another carom, his third. 
Hogard might have carried the basketball, taken away by Allen Powell. Powell's first steal of the game. Powell all the way down the floor, Post off the glass, and good. And a timeout, Paul Romanchik and the Archbishop Carroll Patriots. I have to be honest, that may be LaSalle's first two-point attempt. Is that right? I believe. Well, there were a couple uh, blocks. There were a couple down. blocks. A couple, yep. First couple one that blocks. got over the rim. First one we'll that go got over that. the rim. We'll go with that. A minute 16 to play here, first quarter. LaSalle leading 5-2 to two over Archbishop Carroll. And guys, we're coming on a little bit late tonight, not in our pregame show, but in tip. And that was because the JV game turned into a scintillating affair. LaSalle down as many as 12 points in the fourth quarter. Came back in one by seven. And what was the stat you had for me, Chris? Scored 28 points? Scored 28 in the fourth quarter, only 22 prior to that. In three quarters combined, so. It was just crazy to watch. And we were all thinking, like, all right, maybe, like, well, two or three minutes left. They had a chance. They cut it to five. And then all of a sudden, they have the lead. Technical foul by Carroll. And a three-point play. Yowza. It was one of those games. This LaSalle team has a lot of young guys looking to build up through the JV. A statement win here on the road. Now at the varsity level, they lead 5-2. to two. Colin Daly up in between the circles. Ferrero looks back for Daly off the screen. Now he drives to the basket. Throws it up wildly. No good. McPherson got a hand on it but couldn't come up with it. Back down the other way comes the Explorers. Has a tris dribble from Powell. Somehow gets to the top of the key. Paulus launches. No good. That was an off-balance three, yeah. I'm not sure that shot ever had a chance. Had plenty of time, too. Mark Bradshaw, the point guard for Archbishop Carroll. Walks back toward the timeline. 31 seconds to play first quarter. They may be looking to hold for the last shot here in the first frame. A.J. Hogard has the basketball now. 19 seconds. Now down to 15. Spinning in the lane is Bradshaw. High off the glass. McPherson can't put home the two-handed flush. Gets his own rebound. Puts it up. No good. Chrysler jumped a little early, and it'll stay here as he knocked it out of bounds past the end line. That last sequence, all about size for Carroll. They got nearly every rebound. And I think and then LaSalle player tipped it out of bounds, and Carroll sells the ball six seconds By left. the way, Conrad Kiska, lucky to not be called for a foul yes, on that I agree with from you. McPherson. Absolutely. Inbounded here with three seconds to shoot. Hogard didn't see it. Now they have to launch. Bradshaw hits it at the buzzer. A late developing play. Doesn't look like they knew how much or how little, in this case, time there was. Didn't call a timeout. But Bradshaw caught turned and fired from three and it's tied at five after eight minutes and we'll take a break come back for the second quarter you're listening to Explore Basketball on BLS brought to you by Dunphy Ford Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford in the Northeast Dunphy Ford has all the latest Ford models, trucks SUVs and sedans They also have a wide selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. Owned by a LaSalle graduate and a proud sponsor of Explorers Basketball, Dunphy Ford should be your first stop to buy or lease a new car. Visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or at DunphyFord.com. Check out the team of attorneys at Howland Hess O'Connell for all your estate planning needs. 
located at 2444 Huntington Pike in Huntington Valley, Howland Hess O'Connell specializes in the drafting of wills, powers of attorney, and living wills. Partner Michael Cassidy, a LaSalle High School graduate and father of Michael Cassidy, Jr., class of 2009, is a proud alumnus and former quarterback for your LaSalle Explorers. Call today at 215-287-9292 or CUP Wawa. Welcome back. Beginning of the second quarter, Bob Long, Chris Yastrzemski, and Chris Carabello alongside five apiece here as LaSalle and Archbishop Carroll do battle. Quickly into action, Archbishop Carroll gets the two to go. Jesse Ferrero, should say Devin Ferrero, got it inside, caught it way too deep, guys. An easy two off the glass. As the coaches say, he did his work ahead of time inside. Chrysler tries to do the same thing, and he's chucked on his way through the lane. Fouled by number 13, Justin Anderson. That's the team's second and Anderson's first. Yeah, after that first quarter, Carroll scored the first two. They literally went scores for the remainder of the quarter until that buzzer beater, and then right off the first possession in the second quarter, just a layup two to take the lead back again. Inbound to Paulus on the baseline. Up top for Jared Stooks, 7.26 to play. Archbishop Carroll leads 7-5. Stooks picks up his dribble in a tough spot. Off balance, gets it off to Paulus, who comes off the screen from Kiska and hands off for Powell. Stooks has it now, guarded tightly by Bradshaw. Through the lane he goes, puts it up, and good off the glass. I think he mishandled that, or maybe a tip from Bradshaw. Recovered in midair and threw it off the glass. Very and, athletic. And for him to penetrate, they're going to have to do what they right then there. They need to clear the lane of the big guys. Stukes gets a hand in there, knocks it out of bounds right by the LaSalle bench. And you hear the excitement from the Explorer bench here tonight. LaSalle brought themselves a nice contingency tonight. They happen to all be sitting right behind us. So yes. you'll be hearing them. Powell now guards Mark Bradshaw. The lefty comes up toward the left wing. Stukes got a hand in there on the pass, but they're able to get it back. Now Anderson drives baseline, nudge from the back, and fouled on a floater. He'll shoot two at the line. Foul goes against number 11, Matt Paulus, team's fourth. Paulus' first foul, personally. Justin Anderson. The lefty strokes the first. The team's leading scorer at 12.9 points per game. He's had seven nights of double-figure basketball and the single leader in any game in scoring with 28. And now a foul on the miss will go against Archbishop Carroll as LaSalle got in there and got the board to reach in call it against the Patriots. But against a pretty good team, Chris, I mentioned Justin Anderson's 28 against Plymouth Whitemarsh. Yeah. Big. That's quite an offensive performance. Yeah. He was one of the uh, the top uh, offensive performances so far this year, according to Tetzlary. Now an 8-7 to lead for Archbishop Carroll at home. LaSalle and their road blues moving from left to right. They have the basketball. Kiska now, that's a hand check not called. Spins in the lane, keeps the foot, puts it up, no good. And they're going to call this on the floor. No, they are going to call uh, Give him the shots. Okay, I was going by his body language where he's shaking his head no. Paul Romanchuk is not happy. Uh, I'm sure that's what he was shaking his head at. So it's a good call on the referee to give him the shot. Kiska was fouled in the act. 
First free throw off the front iron, no good. A clear lane here for the Explorers. Four white jerseys for the Patriots. Stand in the lane waiting for the carom. None comes as Kiska knocks down the second and we're tied at eight. Two sets of free throws here in the second quarter. Both LaSalle and Carroll, one for two. Now 6.18 to play. Mark Bradshaw, who came off the bench, he's been running the point the majority of the way here for Carroll. Corey Williams, back screen. Colin Daly works inside, throws it up. No good from the baseline. Chrysler got the rebound, poked away from Daly, and he finishes off the glass. Knox. That was a great. That was just a great play by Colin Daly. Great individual effort on that entire yeah. sequence. The Dale's brother Ryan Daly, strong, strong with that basketball though. If you're Chrysler as well, back cut for Matt Paulus up top for Chrysler picks up his dribble. Stukes in the lane, great dish, head fake from Chrysler up, good, count it and one. Little saw continuation a little, there, Chris. Saw a little smirk on Jared Stukes before he made that pass, and he to look like, hey, I know it's going to happen. Give it to uh, Mr. Uh, Chrysler. And one. Hopefully it's a 11-10 lead for LaSalle after this free throw. Chris Carabello, little continuation there, extra? Yes, no? That was a gift. <laughs> You're always the one to tell it like it is. Chrysler misses the free throw. It was a nice finish from Chrysler through contact. I thought basket. he did a nice job on the head fake. Unfortunately, yep. he walked while doing it. That's true. That part was a gift as well. Not called there. But we're square at 10. 5.21 to play second quarter. Keon Butler just into the game. Now the handoff from Mark Bradshaw. Keeps the pivot foot. Puts it up in the lane. No good. That's great defense from the smaller Jared Stukes. And the rebound down to Kiska. Stukes will now slow it up just north of the timeline. Goes through the legs, now hands off for Matt Paulus. Still high, near the logo. Paulus guarded by Mark Bradshaw. They're spacing out the floor of the Explorers. Essentially four corners here as Powell comes and gets the basketball on the left wing. Now Kiska into the lane, puts it up and good. That was a nice play. A great drive, they opened up space in the lane. Kiska took advantage. 12-10, Explorers lead, 4.33 to play, second quarter. Well, when they when they clear out that lane, they can make the penetration. Those big guys can put the ball on the floor without the fear of a hand knocking it away. It's good basketball from the Explorers. They figured out what they wanted to do. Good adjustments being made. Now a floater from Bradshaw. No good. Rebound to Ferrero underneath and goes off the glass and good. Good use of the rim to there's, avoid the shot blocker. There's nobody home on that rebound. Everyone thought that that three was going to... It was an air ball three, but that ball was just going to go out of bounds, but... Yeah. Carroll guy just got that effort and got an easy two. Kiska also hit the deck after some contact from Ferrero. Good athletic play. He could have been called. He could have been called for a push off, but also okay with the no call. But yeah, that's why all that space was there. Now the Explorers tied at twelve have the basketball. Kiska looks for Powell. Open lane for Powell off the glass. No good. Too strong. Defended well by Colin Daly. He got a good shot. Numbers he here walked. for Carroll, and there's a travel. That's a tough call, though. Paul Romantic saying he didn't have the basketball. I don't disagree. Mishandled it on the break. And you're right, Chris Carabella. He's not happy tonight so far. <laughs> but LaSalle gets it back. And it's a good thing he mishandled it, too, by the way, guys. 
The Explorer defense a little tardy getting back that time. 3.27 to play, 12-12. Good basketball happening here in Radnor tonight, and there's a foul. Jared Stukes was driving, pulled back, and a hand check against A.J. Hogarth. It was actually a timeout. No, it was actually timeout, Dempsey. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dempsey called a 30-second timeout. Thank you. Appreciate that. So we remain deadlocked at 12, 30-second timeout on the floor. Five fouls against Archbishop Carroll, four against the Explorers, 3.24 to play here in the second quarter. A reminder that we're calling LaSalle College High School Athletics all year long, broadcasting basketball, some hockey as well. Had a great doubleheader last weekend as LaSalle basketball, Chris Yastrzemski called that game, unfortunately for the Explorers, a loss to Bonner Prendy. Sadly. But you did a great job, and better yet, more importantly, had a great time doing it. Absolutely. I, I could just tell. Joe's a great guy. He was, he's a really colorful color commentator. And we'll get Joe winning back shortly as well. And then Chris Perangeli calling the hockey game a 4-3 win against Malvern Prep, a great affair at Iceline Quad Links. Out of the timeout, which was not a foul like we confirmed before. Thank you, gentlemen. LaSalle's into the offense. Now Three. we have Sean Simon back in the game, but he's out there with two fouls. And we've seen a lot on this offense. Quick passes, a lot of speed. This is how... Without that size advantage that Carroll has, that's what I think LaSalle's going to have to do. A lot of speed and a lot of passing. They want to get some points up on this. This uh, is about I, as I, big I, as Carroll can get. Chrysler, head spikes, in the lane, puts it up and good through contact. And guys, that speaks to the athleticism, but also the discipline of this LaSalle team. Out of that timeout, Paul Romanchik came zone for the first time, a matchup zone. LaSalle knew what to do and came right after it. A great possession offensively. Now Ferrero, dangerous pass, somehow gets all the way to the intended recipient, but the next one thrown away. Paulus up the floor, puts it up, might be a travel, but no, a foul first. Said it's on the floor, it looks like, from here. Number 33, Devin Ferrero. Yep, Ferrero called. Paulus a full head of steam, I thought chopped the feet, but again, that's because Ferrero got in there hard. Foul on the floor, 16 foul against Archbishop Carroll, and LaSalle will inbound underneath their own basket. Paulus gets a look from the baseline. Well long, Kiska gets the carom. Through the lane, he's blocked. Two hands were in there, McPherson and Williams, and it was all ball. Daly thought about spotting up for three, and now elects better of it. 2.09 to play, 14 to 12 Explorers lead, a low scoring but very entertaining and well played basketball game here's Hogard and he's fouled by Kiska on his drive to the baseline, Kiska was beaten, he knew it 15 foul against the Explorers, not an awful foul there depending upon how many fouls he's got that's just Kiska's first so not an awful foul there as opposed to giving up an easy two Hogard to inbound. Struggling to get it inbounds. Gets it in deep into the backcourt. It goes. Luke House just into the game. Goes into the backcourt to get it. I thought it was five seconds there and apparently not. The way I... Ooh, there's a block. The way I understand that is it's five, you have five seconds for a person to touch the ball. No, no, no. Just to get it in. Just to get it in. Just to get it in. You can throw it anywhere on the court. That's right. Yep. 
Yep. That would have been five. I'll grant you that. Definitely. Still thought it was five either way. I thought it was five. Now Stukes getting into it. does have to hit the floor, though. Stukes getting in with A.J. Hogard right now, a senior and a freshman going at it. That was after a block came on a drive from Kari Williams, which that could have been a charge. Should have been a charge. Now Stukes gets a hand on it, steals the basketball, two on one, gets to the basket, count it, and one. Goes right into the body of the shot blocker, Colin Daly. Puts two on the board, one more coming. That's one of those situations where pe- people are missing out because they, they don't, there's no advantage of, of the video here. Yeah. The effort that he made to not only steal the ball but then to retain possession. What you didn't see is the referee yes. in the way the entire way. Boy, yeah. he wanted no parts of that. And Sukes misses the free throw, goes in early into the lane, so a lane violation. It'll go back to Carroll. But that's a switch in momentum here, guys. A minute 40 to play second quarter. These guys getting into it, both teams. Paul is going down. Stukes getting into it with Hogard. Getting that steal and coming the other way. Can Carroll answer? Inside McPherson. Great job to keep the pivot foot, get the player in the air, and a two-handed flush. That's a momentum shifter right there. Right after that, a previous momentum shifter. Stukes nearly traveled. Gets it off to Powell baseline. Back to the left wing. Stukes has it now. Goes behind the back and is hand-checked by A.J. Hogard. He jumps in the air in fury. But it is a hand check. And now Stukes is going to go to the line to shoot one and one. This is fun, gents. This is PCL basketball, baby. Yes, it is. The best in the nation. There's no running up and down the court scoring. Front end is good. Jared Stukes earns his second 17 to 14. A minute 14 to play second quarter. You heard that right, second quarter, 17 to 14, a minute 14 to play. Stukes gets the second one to go down, hit the front rim softly off the back iron and around the cylinder once before going through. 18 to 14, Mark Bradshaw, the point guard for the Patriots, dressed in white, through the lane he goes, it was stripped, McPherson has it in the lane, puts it up, good, count it, and one. Fouled in the lane by Conrad Kiska. Now all of a sudden that's his second foul. Sean Simon with two fouls comes to the scorer's table. And he'll likely replace. No, he'll replace Jack Rothenberg. So they're going to go offense, defense here, guys. 61 seconds to play. Two guys on the floor for LaSalle with two fouls. And Kiska and Simon. One more free throw coming for Jesse McPherson. Bradshaw was really slow to get up, and he's still holding his right hammy. Free throw, good. The last five for Archbishop Carroll. From number 21, Jesse McPherson, the reserve, played very few minutes last year when Mick Santums came out of the game, which wasn't very often. Now taking a much larger role in this Patriots offense. 46 seconds of play. Allen Powell through the lane. Good look for Chrysler. 15-footer from the baseline, no good. Didn't draw any iron. Now Bradshaw, full head of steam up the floor, looks for Colin Daly on the left wing, and they reset 33 seconds to play second quarter. They're going to hold to the last shot, it seems. He continues to hold Mark Bradshaw, basketball in his left hand, just south of the Patriots logo here at center court. Jared Stukes backs off, 16 seconds to play. 
A lot of LaSalle noise. Not a lot of noise from the Carroll section at all. Colin Daly now up to the top of the key. Williams has it off a of back screen. Daly launches three. Back iron no good. Kiska with two. Kiska with one. Launches no good from just inside of midcourt. And after 16 minutes of scintillating basketball, it's LaSalle 18, Archbishop Carroll 17. Chris Yastrzemski, your thoughts? Slow start. Picked up immensely in that second quarter, and I loved it. It's, and uh, We saw a lot of what I think LaSalle's going to do. It's going to be a lot of speed. It's going to be a lot of quick passing. I mean, they have Kiska and they have Chrysler, but outside of that, not a lot of size from their top guys. And Carroll's using that size a lot. They're going to get in the paint a lot. It's going to be an interesting second half to watch. Chris Carabella, does this look like a game that two teams that need to win are going at? It does. And you know what? Uh, LaSalle's performance in the second quarter, 13 points, is uh, that's not an uncommon number for LaSalle. Obviously, the first, por- the, the, the first period, the first quarter, very unusual. But the uh, second quarter, 13 points, picked up a little bit. Um, during the first quarter, if you think about it, the first few minutes they shot nothing but threes and they weren't going in. Right. So here they went to the rim. There was some penetration. They got the ball into the big guy. Yep. No. I. If we're going to continue as in like this, we're in for a nail biter. Should be a great basketball game. Has been so far. We'll take a break and come back with the Dunfeet Ford pregame show, or I should say, excuse me, that was with Aaron Carter. This will be the Helen Hess O'Connell halftime show. Yastrzemski, keep me in line, will you? Will do. <laughs> we'll be back on the other side with the Howland Hess O'Connell halftime show right here on BLS. Check out the team of attorneys at Howland Hess O'Connell for all your estate planning needs. Located at 2444 Huntington Pike in Huntington Valley, Howland Hess O'Connell specializes in the drafting of wills, powers of attorney, and living wills. Partner Michael Cassidy, a LaSalle High School graduate and father of Michael Cassidy Jr., class of 2009, is a proud alumnus and former quarterback for your LaSalle Explorers. Call today at 215-287-9292 or CUP Wawa. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford in the Northeast. Dunphy Ford has all the latest Ford models, trucks, SUVs, and sedans. They also have a wide selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. Owned by a LaSalle graduate and a proud sponsor of Explorers Basketball, Dunphy Ford should be your first stop to buy or lease a new car. Visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or at DunphyFord.com. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com, 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. lmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Hi, this is Rob Stott with Bob Long Sports. BLS is the official host of the pregame show for the Philadelphia Soul. Be sure to tune in before every home game for featured interviews with head coach Clint Dolzell and quarterback Dan Radabaugh. 
as well as player profiles. We even get the opportunity to speak with AFL Commissioner Scott Butera. Commissioner of the Arena Football League, Scott Butera on the line. You do a tremendous job. I, you know, of all the you know, local broadcast teams, you know, by far Philadelphia is the gold standard in our league. You know, I wish they all could be like that because you really understand our game. You promote it well. And- so be sure to tune in 30 minutes before every home game and check at Bob Long Sports on Twitter for programming updates. Welcome to the Howland Hess O'Connell Halftime Show on Bob Long Sports. Welcome in. This is Halftime, and this is the Howland Hess O'Connell Halftime Show here on BLS. Bob Long, Chris Yastrzemski, Chris Carabella will be back for the beginning of the second half. And Chris, what we saw here or have seen here so, so far tonight, a great basketball game, good defense, but on the LaSalle side, certainly struggling from a shooting perspective, 7 for 20 and then only 1 for 8 from beyond the three-point line. That was Sean Simon. It's not good. Not good at all. I mean, the size, obviously, it's not really helping with Carroll's size. Uh, 6 for 10 inside the paint. Other than that, three-pointers three haven't been going their way at all, and it's, it's, a, it's a scrap. What it comes down to, Chris, they are getting looks and can get looks against this Carroll defense if they stay in the man-to-man. Because they collapse on every driver. And I'm sure that's by design, Paul Romanchik taking his chances Mm -hmm. against the LaSalle three-point shooters. But we know that these guys can shoot as well. Paulus, give him time to get in rhythm. He can knock him down. Sean Simon can show electricity at times, be lights out. So, and even Zach Chrysler, he's gone four for five at one point in the game. There are opportunities to shoot the three. And I wonder if they don't back the big man, Zach Chrysler, out a little bit more like they did in the second half not only to allow driving lanes, but if they're going to keep getting beaten on the drives, this is Archbishop Carroll now, they'll have to commit that defender, and maybe it may be yeah, I Zach mean, Chrysler to, to take those looks. We'll have indeed. to see how that goes. I mean, I, I'd like to see Kiska take some shots outside the paint because he has that ability to take threes from the th- uh, take threes from the three-point arc as well. He's, he's that big guy with the big shooter capabilities, and you keep maybe Chrysler inside the paint and they move the ball around with Paulus and Stukes and Sean Simon. But, you know, it's they're down by one. The scrap kind of game. Someone's got to step up. I would like to see Kiska step up. A lot of guys need to step up in the second half after a really slow start for both teams in the first quarter. So, obviously, we like to say we're the game of the night here in the Catholic yes. League, and this is where you need to be, and this is the only place you can listen to South College High School basketball. All Just that true. is said. All that aside and all that said, there's another – you know, maybe equally good basketball game in the Philadelphia Catholic League right now. Bonner Prendy against Archbishop Wood, two teams right near the top, Chris. Yes, um, in the second quarter right now from last time we checked, it is Archbishop Wood leading Bonner 25-20. to That game is at Bonner with about 5.36 to go in the third quarter. Uh, last time we checked, it was an 8-0 run for Archbishop Wood, so it's been a really tight game over there at, uh, in Delco or wherever, Drexel Hill. And that's a statement game for... Bonner Prendy, right? This is, they proved themselves against LaSalle. Now they have an opportunity to prove themselves, and it doesn't need to be a win, but a competitive game down to the buzzer, and gosh, they might as well, or they could just go win this game tonight. But if they can hang with a team like Wood that has beaten Archbishop Carroll and has obliterated teams at times this year, 
that says a lot for the question we asked Aaron Carter in the pregame. Are this is this program back and are the Friars for real? Yeah. I mean, Wood from what I saw really slow start in the first quarter, second quarter, I mean first half, second half they started to get that eight oh run going. It's it's a tough environment as we know, it's a lot it's, we talked about in that pregame show, it's a tough, sweaty place to play. Bonner, I've seen the we saw I saw them play last week. They easily got in the second half and they started to play their game. LaSalle, they committed LaSalle's a lot of mistakes for LaSalle. So this team can go places. I mean, they'll be a tough 4A wherever they are, 4A, 5A team, and definitely in the state playoffs. They should be. Now we'll transition to more LaSalle news, mm-hmm. LaSalle-specific. Sean McDermott, former LaSalle football player, former Eagles defensive coordinator, now the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. And, Chris, I see you with a Syracuse jacket on. The Bills Mafia. Up, up in your neck of the woods. And, obviously, as you know, my whole family from North Tonawanda, so – or at least dad's side of the family from North Tonawanda, and that's how I was raised. Diehard Bills, Sabres fan. So it doesn't make uh, anybody more happy than it makes me nope. to see Sean McDermott, who we got an opportunity to talk to, unfortunately not on air, but got to uh-huh. talk to last year at the football game for LaSalle when he was honored into the Hall of Fame, LaSalle Hall of Athletics. Uh, phenomenal individual, high-character guy, Indeed. and I think a great hire for a team that's been – Kind of a dumpster fire, if I may. Oh, they've been a huge dumpster fire for the past few years. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, they haven't been <laughs> at the playoffs since '99. They haven't had a. They've had a one winning season since. They yada I mean, yada. Yeah, Rex yada, Ryan yada. hasn't didn't get a lot of you know, gets a lot of discipline back with uh, McDermott, which Ryan never had, and his brother, including last year, was kind of yikes. But you know, McDermott there, Leslie Frazier, a big ad of the defensive coordinator. Just got to find an offensive coordinator. Might be Mike McCoy. So, I mean, excited for Bills Mafia. They're going to bring a lot of tables, but, you know. <laughs> but that's not because of the Sean McDermott hiring. Absolutely not, no. Those are other issues at hand. Yes. Want to get one comment, if I could, yes. from you on one other story you wanted to discuss tonight. Yes. So, um, yesterday, I was, I mean, if, if many of you know, if you follow my Twitter account, Birds 24 7 on Philly Mag was shut down. Uh, it started from 2012, thanks to Shil Kapati and to McManus. They're now at ESPN covering their football blogs. Uh, this came as a, a shock. We've been the most visited site on Philly Mac the past two years, and maybe even longer. Uh, our traffic was a lot higher than it was, was higher than it was last year. Uh, revenue-wise, Philly Mag itself made a profit in 2016, and it was a big shock for us. Two other reporters, David Gamergord and Jared Bray, got laid off too. Um, I just feel bad for the uh, the two guys that I worked with, Josh Plonell, who's from the Maryland area. He got notified of that last week, and Brandon Lee Gowan, the former Bleeding Green Nation uh, man. So I wish them the best, and I mean, it's a, it's a sin that Bird 24-7 has to shut down. But as for me, I'll be writing a lot of stuff for College Across forever, and hopefully somewhere soon with Eagle stuff as we get back into action third quarter underway. Third quarter underway, and thanks for that, Chris. Appreciate that. It's a story you know, that needs to be certainly told, and congratulations on all the successes that you had there. Appreciate it. LaSalle with the basketball first. They're going to go baseline quick. Simon for three, no good. Offensive board from Kiska. Point blank range, no good. Gets his own rebound and poked away. Here comes Archbishop Carroll, Kari Williams. That time he's poked away from Jared Stooks. Paulus ahead. Simon launches again, this time hits. 
Simon says, let's shoot a three to open up scoring the third quarter. Why don't we? Someone had to hit one. And that was a good look from Matt Paulus. Sean Simon never shows the fear to shoot the three. Justin Anderson goes up high to catch it. Shoots it no good out of bounds. Tipped last by Jesse McPherson. And, and Sean Simon scores. knew that Carroll player was the last to touch it. Laid off, kind of blocked everyone out so the ball could go out of bounds. So nice heads-up play by Sean Simon. 6.56 to play third quarter. LaSalle with just a three here in the third quarter. They lead 21-17. to 17. Kiska, two possessions ago, when he missed one from point blank, there might have been a little bit of a tip in there as he was on the way up. Just want to give the defender credit for that. And now Stukes to the basket. No good. That one, there was no touch. But McPherson altered the shot at the rim. But that's one that's got to go down if you're LaSalle here. Yeah, that one, and I think Kiska's had to go down too. No good on the floater. Kari Williams with the rebound. Justin Anderson, extra pass, daily three, bang. And there's Aurora from the Carroll student section opposite us here on the floor. They've come alive. They were sitting down the entire first half, and all of a sudden, second half, they're up. They're making noise. Yeah, Colin Daly's not going to miss that. It's a wide-open three from his own gym, in his own gym. We learned that from his brothers at Delaware now. Paulus can't answer. Rebound tipped up. A.J. Hogard has it up ahead of the defense. Floats in the lane. Bank good. Carroll leads 22-21. 5.35 to play. Man-to-man defense for the Patriots. Back cut from Paulus. Can't find him. LaSalle's gotten some nice looks. I, I, don't, I don't think they're doing anything wrong offensively. They're just the shots aren't dropping. Simon has it up near the logo. LaSalle taking their time. Kisco on the cut. Sukes decides against it. Now dribbles in the lane. Puts it up. And good. Athleticism from Stukes. Utilizes the pivot foot and gets to the other side of the lane. But again, the offensive scheme there pulled the Carroll defenders out of the lane. Gave him the opportunity to penetrate. That's exactly right. That's exactly what's happening. Anderson to the elbow. Now drives to the lane. Puts it up. Followed number 21, Jesse McPherson. A two-handed flush off the miss, off the glass. Simon launches a long three. Not even close. Dempsey that, not having that. That was not a good three. That was, from the, that was from the stands. And he's going to sit. A kick from Jared Stukes as Carroll moved the ball down the floor. Here comes Simon. In comes Alan Powell. Sean Simon was closer to the sideline than he was the three-point line. Good cut, McPherson again. A ferocious two-handed flush on the slip to the hole. LaSalle got blocked off on the screen. An easy one for Jesse McPherson. That's back-to-back dunks for McPherson. I think they're on a, some kind of 4-5-0 run the past few minutes. Stukes is bumped by Kari Williams. Rather aggressively. It's the first foul of the half. Kari Williams first, personally. The last dunk was off of a rebound. That one was off of a nice screen. Spurs just need to continue to run their offense. 26-23. Archbishop Carroll leads LaSalle. 4-19 to play, third quarter. Now the Archbishop Carroll students being motioned away from the inbounder and one's getting kicked out of the game. 
for getting in possibly the face of Alan Powell. I didn't see it well from over here. Alan Powell was inbounding right next to the student section, one student being escorted out. Now Powell looks for Chrysler. Top of the key, three, no good. Powell, the smallest guy on the floor, gets the rebound and goes up and is fouled. You, you, you would think you'd be seeing the tallest guy at the paint and the shortest guy maybe shooting the three, but no. <laughs> but still, either way, they'll get, they'll get some shots. The Explorers get lucky there for the, just that reason. You have the 6'8 guy at the top of the key shooting the three and the 5'9 you know, guard underneath who just picked it up off the floor. Now Powell, the first, is good. 26-24. Sean Simon will come into the game. He replaces Matt Paulus. Two fouls against the Patriots of Archbishop Carroll. The Explorers have none. Two-point deficit for LaSalle, 26-24. Powell with the second. Second free throw is good. Brett Werner's going to get in for Zach Chrysler. Mark Bradshaw, the point guard for Archbishop Carroll, off the bench. LaSalle now into the 1-3-1 zone. Kiska up top. Powell, Werner, Simon across the sides, and Stukes deep. They go to the baseline. Justin Anderson up top for Kari Williams. Six-foot-four, Williams looks for Anderson. Top of the key three. Good. This lefty stroke is pure. 29-25. Four-point lead for Carroll. Stukes looks for Kiska, bodying up at the elbow. Drop step, starts dribbling into the lane, puts it up. No good. He'll go to the line to shoot two. But now you're seeing a concerted effort, guys, for LaSalle to get into the lane in traffic and in the last few cases draw fouls. Howells a little bit more on a broken play. This one on a design play for Conrad Kiska. First free throw good. 29-26. Explorers trail the Patriots of Archbishop Carroll. 3-19 to play third quarter. Kiska dribbles three times, flips the basketball in his hand. End over spin, good. And Zach Chrysler into the game to replace Conrad Kiska, the shooter. has one of those feelings, doesn't it, Chris Yastrzemski? Yes. Like this one's Please. going deep. This one's going to be a tight game all the way. It's going to be a fun one. I think the Explorers just have to continue to hang with them. Anything can happen. You saw that in the JV game. Oh, yeah. Kari Williams floats it up wildly. No good off the front rim. Chrysler, an uncontested rebound. And Stukes across the timeline. Stukes in between the circles with the left hand. Hands off for Allen Powell. Both teams dressed in the pink socks tonight for coaches versus cancer. Powell beats his defender. Puts it up. Good with the right hand. A little bit of English there. Didn't hit anything, but threw some spin on it for good measure. Nice play by Allen Powell. That was a design play. Daly left open from three. This is going to be an offensive foul. He lifted the elbow as he beat 
Jared Stukes hit up near the eye area. That's an easy call for the referee. And, and that's if, his third. And if you're Daly, you didn't need it. No, he, he didn't need beat. to do that. He had him beat. He didn't need it. Now he'll go to the bench, like you said, Chris. Three fouls. Now this is an opportunity LaSalle should take advantage of. Daly provides a lot of leadership on that floor. The game is deadlocked at 29. And heck, even like the Carroll team fouls, we have, they have four. LaSalle hasn't even committed a foul this, this half yet. That's going to be big coming into the fourth quarter. Still have to play. Two minutes, 14 seconds to play. LaSalle spacing it out. Again, LaSalle's called for the spread offense, which is opening up a lane. The handoff for Simon. Thought about the three. Kiska. Jab steps, goes toward the rim. Simon gets it on the left wing and resets. Picks up his dribble, finds Chrysler. Chrysler beats his defender, puts it up, and good off the glass. It was a pretty good recovery by Ferrero because he was beat on the first dribble. Got back into the good defensive position, but you can't teach 6'8". No, and his 6'8 play to his advantage. He was out of position, was able to use his arm length to put that ball right off the glass. A minute 30 to play. Floater, Anderson, short, tipped up. Anderson gets it back. Off the glass, good. Count it, and one. Chrysler called for the foul. Chrysler can't believe it. Actually, he just learned it. He just learned it as I was saying he can't believe it. Did you see that reaction? Yeah. Chris Jastrzemski. He put his two hands up in his ear like, what? He must have thought there was a, a poke from behind and that the reach was called, but none was there. Not. It was called on Zach Chrysler, who thought he was straight up. Anderson hits the free throw. The lefty stroke is good, and it's 32-31. Archbishop Carroll, 80 seconds exactly remaining in the third quarter. Man-to-man -man defense here for the Patriots. Stukes has it on the left wing. Comes off the screen, high right-handed dribble, gets it back under control. Puts up a wild shot, no good. Rebound down to Mark Bradshaw. Stukes is behind the play, as is Chrysler. In transition, baseline drive. Anderson, no good. Tipped out of bounds by Keon Butler. And back to LaSalle it goes. And that was a situation where Jared Stukes did not have an open lane. That was not a good shot. He was shooting over two much taller defenders. Stukes lost his balance. Double team comes on him, and a timeout. Head coach Joe Dempsey saw it right away. Stukes lost his footing. And can you blame him? It's getting a little hot in here. A little condensation on the floor that they got to take a look at. And Joe Dempsey on top of it with the timeout call. That's what these kind of games we're going to get. A lot of condensation, a lot of sweat, a lot of heat building up. You see, I think, one of the Carroll students opening up a window <laughs> well now you have a full slate of cheerleaders Chris Carabello about to probably lift each other up right on the spot where Jared Stukes just slipped I can't think that that's a very good idea no this could be interesting <laughs> 30 second timeout on the floor thankfully no lifting and, and no falls well yeah luckily they, they no runs no well no errors <laughs> Alright, so hits no errors. Carroll's cheerleaders outnumber their football team. <laughs> Shots fired there. No comment, Chris Carabello. No comment. They're probably That's better an, than their football team, too. That was an enormous number of cheerleaders. There were girls that weren't out there. Stukes up top for Chrysler. 
Inside they go to Kiska. Did some work out ahead of time, but got blocked. Able to tap it back out. That Great was a nice effort, effort on his part yeah. to, and, to get a hand on that ball and to knock it back out. And now LaSalle is going to get the final shot of the quarter as a result. Stukes has it up near the logo. He holds it with 20, now 19. Kiska has it at the Patriots logo. Stukes looking for the basketball, well defended by Williams, and he's able to hand it off is Kiska to Stukes. Now 7-6 to six, to 5 to 3. Stukes into the lane. Good look. No good, but a foul is called. Zach Chrysler shot it from the baseline 17 feet away and was hit as he shot it. The whistle came after the buzzer, but before it hit the rim, and Chrysler's going to get two shots Yeah, at the there line. was no need to foul him. Give it up at that point. No. I'm not even sure that shot had much of a chance. So Chrysler, an open lane, shoots the first. It's good. We're tied at 32. And this for the lead after three quarters of play. Second free throw, good. That's Zach Chrysler ends the third quarter with two free throws and gives LaSalle a one-point lead. So for those doing their math at home, we're just as we started this half, LaSalle leading by one, 15 points apiece in that quarter. After a 5-5 first quarter, 18-17 at half, now 33-32, Chris Yastrzemski doesn't get much closer than that. It's elementary math right there, and it, I mean, just one point separates these two teams, and they, it's been tight literally the entire game between maybe like a four and five points swing throughout just the margin just of that lead just being like around that for mostly the entire game and you know it, I probably don't expect something anything different this portion of today's game brought to you by our friends at Dunphy Ford Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford in the Northeast. Dunphy Ford has all the latest Ford models, trucks, SUVs, and sedans. They also have a wide selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. Owned by a LaSalle graduate and a proud sponsor of Explorers Basketball, Dunphy Ford should be your first stop to buy or lease a new car. Visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or at DunphyFord.com. Back for the beginning of the fourth quarter here from Archbishop Carroll High School. Bob Long, Chris Yastrzemski, Chris Carabello alongside. Great basketball game. Explorers lead 33-32. Carroll with the basketball first. Driving in the lane. Good. The underhanded scoop from four feet away by number 13, Justin Anderson, who's had a great game. So Carroll's continued their streak of starting of scoring on each of their first possessions of each quarter. And they lead by one. Stukes off the high ball screen. Turns, finds Paulus. Inside they go Zach Chrysler. Picks up the dribble. Backdoor cut. Kiska puts it up. No good. Rebound down to McPherson. No numbers here. Brad Frutshaw goes at it anyway. And it's knocked out of bounds. Mark Bradshaw had it poked away by Jared Stukes. Joe Dempsey wanted a foul yeah. there. I, I don't know that there was a foul. I think it was just a poor effort on the part of Conrad Kiska. He's got to put that ball away. Had a pretty nice job to body yeah. up from Colin Daly, too, make it a little tougher. Yeah. But you're right. And that would have been an opportunity to get the fourth foul out of Daly. 
Somehow they get it in bounds to McPherson. They threw it at his feet. He was able to pick it up in time. And now a foul is called against Matt Paulus. Called for a block. That's a good call. I know why Paulus is a little frustrated there. It wasn't far away from a charge, but it wasn't a charge. He was moving. 30-second yeah, timeout here by Paul Romanchuk of Archbishop Carroll. With Carroll leading 34-33 with 7.07 to play. Chris Yastrzemski on both sides. Archbishop Carroll, LaSalle. What's the one adjustment you think they need to be making here in the fourth quarter? I think for LaSalle, it's just try to stick what you were doing in the first quarter. A lot of speed, but just be careful with that speed because you don't want to get too speedy and take some of these un like unnecessary shots that we just saw like early in the third quarter with Sean Simon shooting right near the, student po the uh, Carroll student section when you had a lot of time and you know, just be smart with your shots. Still be speedy because you don't have that size and just drive in the lane, take advantage of that open lane. That's what I would be for LaSalle. Yeah, I agree about the open lane. I think they, they, they've been very successful at clearing the lane, whether it be for Stukes or Powell. Uh, I think they need to continue that. If they can't do that, there has not been a lot of three-point attempts since the first quarter. 7.03 to play, down to 7.02, and we're under seven now. As Carroll has the basketball leading by one, a three is good. It's number 11, A.J. Hogart, unassisted, just stepped up and nailed it. That was a deep three. This is a big possession for the Explorers. Carroll Stukes up four. To the basket. He's blocked. Stukes tried to go into four defenders. Not a great idea. Now Hogart on the baseline. Great defense from the Explorers, opens up a three for Daly, in and out, no good, McPherson an offensive board, off for Daly, no good, he was nudged, but no foul call on Chrysler, here comes LaSalle, Stukes, looks baseline, but got it poked away, Anderson to the basket, it's good off the glass, all the way around the cylinder before going down, Zach Chrysler, a good job to back off there, because that was a block waiting to yes, happen. Yes it was, he, he didn't have position. 39-33. Yeah, Explorers down six. They have to be careful. Powell to the basket. Good with the Great left drive. hand to drive and finish. There's an open lane. Yep. Boy, he loves that drive with the left hand. Going to the other side of the cup, avoiding the shot blocker. That is an Allen Powell specialty. The sophomore with stones here late in the game. Through the lane, foul. A nice drive by A.J. Hogard. And when that train gets going, it's tough to stop him. Spitting through the lane, Stukes in there with the hand check. Third foul against the Explorers, second against Jared Stukes. Ever since Carroll got four fouls in the second quarter, just four straight fouls to open up the, the, uh, the second half, it's been 5-3 fouls in favor of still Carroll, but they've been, they've been hesitant to be not too aggressive. Did not get that sixth foul and enter or at least 6-7 foul to give LaSalle a bonus. A.J. Hogard hits the first free throw, 40-35. to 35. Here comes his second. Simon into the game to replace Matt Paulus as Hogard hits his second. 41-35, 5-37 to play. And Chris, you said it best on the last possession. A big possession, this possession the same way. When you get deep in these high school games without shot clocks, you just don't, many, don't know how many possessions you have left. A big block from Jesse McPherson against Jared Stukes, completely clean. Now Daly, they look baseline. Bradshaw, three. 
No good. That would have been a big one for Carroll. Here's Powell. Two Scott. on three. He has Simon on the wing. Pulls it up, and he's blocked. Kiska goes up and grabs the yeah. basketball. Saves possession. Timeout. LaSalle. Paul Romanchik not happy at all with his team, and I don't blame him. you got to go up and grab that basketball if you're the Patriots. You want that possession. That's a game changer, that grab of the basketball by Kiska and timeout. Absolute game changer. You had Simon on, if you're Alan Powell, you had right. Simon, he had right Simon on the, on the wing. I, I, yeah. I think that was the play to kick it out to him on the wing. Timeout on the floor, 5.07 to play. Carroll leads 41-35 over LaSalle. A battle of one and two teams, and boy, do these two teams need it. This has been fun. Portion of today's game brought to you by Howland Hess O'Connell. Check out the team of attorneys at Howland Hess O'Connell for all your estate planning needs. Located at 2444 Huntington Pike in Huntington Valley, Howland Hess O'Connell specializes in the drafting of wills, powers of attorney, and living wills. Partner Michael Cassidy, a LaSalle High School graduate and father of Michael Cassidy, Jr., class of 2009, is a proud alumnus and former quarterback for your LaSalle Explorers. Call today at 215-287-9292 or CUPWAWA. Welcome back to Radnor, Pennsylvania. Archbishop Carroll leads LaSalle 41-35. The Patriots 8-3 on the year. LaSalle 7-5. Both teams 1-2 in Philadelphia Catholic League play. LaSalle with the basketball. Inbounded to Matt Paulus. Paulus on the baseline. Dribbles out of traffic and creates space up on the left wing. Handoff for Stukes. Hesitation dribble. Looks for Simon. A three. Back iron, no good. Up tall to get it. Number 11, A.J. Hogard. It was a good look. Maybe that's one he could have finished, though. That might have been one of his better drives. But you're right. I mean, it was a good look for Simon. Just not hitting enough of those so far tonight. But I agree. He might have had had the lane, too. He could have finished that. It was much better than the one he had tried a few minutes earlier. And the difference was the hesitation dribble. He had the defender beat because of it. Backdoor cut somehow gets the pass. Off to Daly. McPherson, no good on the dunk attempt. Layup is good on his own offensive rebound. And this is where the sound needs to be careful. This eight could turn ten, and ten's a tough tough to be down in this gym by ten. It's the largest margin by any team in this game. A steal poked away. Somehow gets back to Paulus off a couple of legs. Extra pass. Kiska, baseline, puts it up. An offensive foul. He ran through the defender. Colin Daly stood tall. Could have gone either way. Daly set up shot down low. That's a game-changing call. It is a game-changing call. Not only that, becomes the fourth on Colin Daly. They're arguing for the shot to be counted. That's not the case in high school basketball or college. They they just reversed the call. They called the foul on Daly. Wow. Basket counts, giving Kiska one. So here's the only call it could be, guys. They're arguing. A referee comes in and says, Colin Daly was too deep in the lane, in the restricted area. It's the only way I see that call being reversed. Now we have a stoppage at the scorer's table. They want to make sure they get this call right and understand who this foul went against. So the foul's on Colin Daly, but I believe Kiska made the shot. That's correct? He did. Correct. So on the board. It's a six-point game. One more foul shot coming for Kiska. And, boy, 
And the we big thing here is it becomes the fourth on Colin Daly with four minutes to play. Yes, indeed. So he's now sitting. Shifts everything. Does that's a you know? A, hopefully LaSalle can. Use, this becomes a momentum changer. Kiska hits the free throw. Colin Daly deemed too deep on the baseline, so Kiska gets the benefit of it. Hits the foul shot. Get a little full court pressure play. now from LaSalle. Ball is lost. On the ground, Bradshaw gets it. Runs through the lane, and that's a block on Matt Paulus. That's a good call, guys. He's leaning backwards when contact is made. He went down way too easily. Folks don't agree with it here from LaSalle. If Matt Paulus stands straight up and doesn't lean back, that's a charge. I agree with you. Yeah. I also think there's a bit of a makeup call there because of the uncertainty of the previous one. I don't disagree with you there either, Chris. Although, according to Steve Javi, there's no such thing as a makeup call. <laughs> a South graduate. Yes, sir. He spoke at LaSalle's father-son banquet. As he said, that's one of the, the misnomers that he wanted to erase. That's there's great. no such thing as a makeup call. He's also not at high school basketball games in the Philadelphia <laughs> Catholic League any longer. So we'll I'm not sure he that. ever was. That's true. He missed the first, Mark Bradshaw. Here's the second. It's good. Makes one of two, 44 to 38, but can't stress enough how much the last 25 seconds of basketball has brought LaSalle right back into this game. Now a cut from Kiska to the basket. No good. Follow. Chrysler, no good. Through the arms of Chrysler on the rebound and back to Archbishop Carroll. We'll be talking about that series later on. Because that was a situation where we had two big guys inside the paint, both in possession. Foul on Jared Stukes. A hand check. Pretty clear one, if you ask me, guys. We're having some fun with the fans here. What can you say? They can't hear us, but that's okay. They can go back and listen if they'd like on podcast. Appreciate everybody joining us live, but a pretty clear hand check on... Jared Stukes, and now an offensive foul, a moving screen against number two, Corey Williams, on the far side of the floor. The thing about the Jared Stukes calls, he didn't need to touch him. That's right. That's right. He didn't need it. You could call it a hand check. You could just call it stupidity. He didn't need to touch him. I mean, he's 40 feet from the basket. No reason. Now LaSalle's at the bonus. We'll, we'll be at the bonus next Seven foul. fouls. Yeah, because that was on the offensive side of the basketball for Carroll. LaSalle doesn't go to the free throw line with seven fouls on Carroll now. Kiska has the basketball, 3.06 to play. Looking to hand it off, dribbles through traffic, though. Now spins in the lane, puts it up, and good. That was Beautiful. a very nice move. Hit the beat button. And now what do we have? We have a foul called or a warning? It might have been a delay of game Called a delay warning. of game warning for touching the ball after it went through. Okay. Kiska touched it after it went through the cylinder. No harm, no foul. Simon comes out of the game. It's a four-point lead for Carroll, but LaSalle has cut it in half. It also gave an opportunity to put Colin Daly back in the game. Has trouble inbounding. In the corner now, Mark Bradshaw. Bradshaw finds Colin Daly. 2.51 to play. And a timeout, Paul Romanchuk. Full timeout on the floor. Two minutes, 50 seconds to play. Carroll leads 44-40 to 40 at home in a battle of two teams, like we said, two teams that need it. We'll be back on the other side in this portion of today's game brought to you by Dunphy Ford. 
Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford in the Northeast. Dunphy Ford has all the latest Ford models, trucks, SUVs, and sedans. They also have a wide selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. Owned by a LaSalle graduate and a proud sponsor of Explorers Basketball, Dunphy Ford should be your first stop to buy or lease a new car. Visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or at DunphyFord.com. Check out the team of attorneys at Howland Hess O'Connell for all your estate planning needs. Located at 2444 Huntington Pike in Huntington Valley, Howland Hess O'Connell specializes in the drafting of wills, powers of attorney, and living wills. Partner Michael Cassidy, a LaSalle High School graduate and father of Michael Cassidy, Jr., class of 2009, is a proud alumnus and former quarterback for your LaSalle Explorers. Call today at 215-287. 9292 or CUP Wawa. Welcome back. We're underway after the timeout. Two minutes, 46 seconds to play. Mark Bradshaw, the point guard across the timeline, guarded by Alan Powell. Here comes Anderson back to Hogard. AJ Hogard guarded one on one, spins against Kisco off the glass, no good. Good rebound from Zach Chrysler. Guys, he's still jumping a little bit early, but able to get that one. Stooks through the lane, off the glass, and good with the left hand. That was a great drive. He beat them with speed. There were people in the lane. He used his speed to beat them. Two that was a great point. possession there. The key thing to speed. Two-point deficit for LaSalle. They've come all the way back. Six-point differential in the last three minutes. One possession game with two minutes exactly remaining in the fourth and final quarter of play. You think Carroll's going to make them wait this out all the way? Double the basketball. Force LaSalle to do something. Now a drive from Bradford. He's pushed from behind. Alan Powell pushed him from behind. And guys, I tell you, these teams want this game because I don't know how a single player on LaSalle's basketball team, scholarly gentlemen are arguing with that call, Chris Yastrzemski. I mean, you gotta, I would argue that's call too, just because, you know, it's a tight game, but, and you're at the bonus now for Carroll. Front end of a one and one. No good, in and out, rebound. Zach Chrysler, good box out on the baseline. Stukes with the basketball. Two point deficit for LaSalle, a minute 40 to play. He's guarded by Mark Bradshaw. See if they draw up a play for a three-point look. Paulus, a long three. Boom! Time! Hit it! Room! Bullseye! For Matt Paulus. Boy, you've been waiting for that call, huh, Chris? Shout out to David McEnany. One-point lead for LaSalle. Bradshaw through the lane. Puts it up and good. Great finish. And a great answer from Mark Bradshaw. The sophomore guard. One-point lead for Carroll. Timeout, Joe Dempsey. 60 seconds, should say 66 seconds to play. LaSalle battling on the road. That was a big three by Matt Paulus. His first of the night. uh, Something that LaSalle hasn't been able to do all night, too. Just one in the first half. I'm not sure if that might have been the first in the entire second half, too. Actually, second in the second half, I can remember. Sean Simon hit a 
three earlier. We bring you commercial-free the rest of the way, brought to you by our sponsors, Dunphy Ford in the Northeast and Howland Hess O'Connell, our law firm partners in Huntington Valley. Bob Long, Chris Carabello, Chris Yastrzemski alongside. Boy, isn't this exactly what you asked for in the Philadelphia Catholic League? This is beautiful stuff, Bob. At any this point, is beautiful. at any stoppage, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, no larger of a differential than one point. Tied after one quarter. LaSalle leads by one after two quarters. LaSalle leads by one after three quarters. Now we sit 66 seconds to play. And Carroll leads 46-45. LaSalle has the basketball. They're going to inbound it underneath their attacking basket. Paulus to throw in from deep. See if they throw that screener. See if they run a play. Yeah, throw that screener and get Paulus in. Nope, they're not going to look to Paulus again. Instead, in, inbounded to Chrysler and now Stukes. Stukes at the top of the key was looking for Conrad Kiska. Still does. Instead, comes off the high ball screen. To the basket he goes. Muscles up. Throws it back up top of the key. Kiska. No hurry here. 47 seconds to play, so Kiska... Seeing they didn't have anything, backs it out. Up near the logo. Guarded by A.J. Hogard. Looks for Paulus. Head fake through the lane. Throws it into the backcourt. Got into the air. Thought about shooting. Knew he didn't have it. Got in trouble and threw it away. 32.5 seconds to play. Fourth quarter. Archbishop Carroll basketball. Got pressure all the time now. Still plenty of time to go for a double team here, guys. 32.5 seconds to play. Single bonus for Carroll. Double aggressively. If you foul, okay. Double aggressively. Don't need to foul quite yet. Double doesn't come, and there's a foul on Jared Stukes. Stukes' fourth foul. Sean Simon will come into the game to replace Alan Powell. Simon, the three-point specialist. They could draw up a play for him. Remember, Simon has hit a game-winning three against North Penn, a game-tying three against Carlisle, all in the final ten seconds. First free throw is good. Rattles around and goes home. A.J. Hogard earns his second. LaSalle will be down no more than one possession. If Hogard makes this free throw, they'll be down three. With the basketball, 25.6 to go, and at that point, you'll need to take a shot early. He hits the free throw. Need to take a shot early, still in the single bonus. So on a miss, you got to have another shot. We'll see what they come up with. Paulus has the basketball and a timeout for Joe Dempsey. 18.1 seconds to play. Still time to get a shot off early and then either play defense or foul and try to get the one-and-one one on the other end. But it's got to be a good look. I mean, that's step mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Step two, if you can get a good look early, Chris, you take it. I felt LaSalle was rushing on those on that last few seconds on that on that drive after that those two free throws. I thought maybe you got to settle down a little bit, and it was a, good call, a great timeout by Joe Dempsey to, to call it. Just drop a play and settle everything down. You're down by three. And just a shot to tie it up. 
and send it overtime. I wouldn't. I hope they make the three because I mean this game has been really entertaining so yeah, far. Yeah, I'd, I'd like some bonus basketball as well, Chris. Well, you're the coach, Chris. Coach for a day. What are you drawing up? Uh, I mean, Simon has been clutch previously against Carlisle North Bend, like you said. Trying to find a way to give it to him on the wing. Here's my call, guys. Jared Stukes, drive to the basket. If they fade off you right away, take it. Five seconds or so, six seconds, you got 12 left. The other team's in the single bonus. You take an easy two right now early if you can. Here's the great thing about that. If they don't let Jared Stukes go to the hole, they commit a double. You look off for Conrad Kiska, you look off for Sean Simon, and you try to get a three within the first nine seconds here. I think they're going to let Jared Stukes take that shot. I don't think they're going to let him dish it out. I think they know that they're looking for Simon on the wing or Paulus. Not top of the key, but right or left top of the key. Well, there's plenty of time then, Chris. You get a quick two, and then front end of a one-and-one will be upcoming for Carroll. Into the backcourt, it's inbounded to Stukes. 15 seconds to play. Guarded by Mark Bradshaw. Through the lane he goes, looks for Kiska. Kiska might have shoved the the feet. Chrysler is blocked. They're going to have to foul. Three seconds now, two, and the foul comes. Zach Chrysler blocked on a baseline three. Kiska had the shot. The the three should have come from Kiska. 2.5 seconds to play. Still the front end of a one and one, guys. A.J. Hogard made the front end and made the second last time as well. A made free throw effectively ends this basketball game. Free throw is good. Front cylinder off the backboard, rolls around, and goes home. Second free throw. 2.5 to play, four-point lead for Carroll. Is good. Kiss got an inbound. Stukes has it. Poked away from behind, won't even get a shot off. And a little extracurricular at the end from A.J. Hogard dunks the basketball. Not a classy look there from Carroll at the end, but an impressive win nonetheless. 50 to 45. They score the final four points of the basketball game and win and get back to 500 in what's a huge win for Paul Romanchik and this Patriots team. Absolutely. I just saw Jared Stukes just literally like sit on the high five line just skip. A.J. Hogarth, after what he just did with that little alley-oop, just finish it. It was kind of a little interesting thing to see. And you see Paul Romancha coming through the line right now. And he's going to talk to A.J. Hogarth. Paul not. Oh. Oh, now they're getting into it here. Jared Stooks and some of the players are getting into it right now. We got a little altercation going on here. And by the way... It is Definitely not, Hogarth started something. It is not just Archbishop Carroll. It's the students as well. Now they're going to retire to the same locker room. That was not a good look here from Radnor, Pennsylvania. Paul Romanchik into the hand, into the face of Joe Dempsey. Paul Romanchik gets in the face of Joe Dempsey. I thought he was saying that he's going to talk to A.J. Hogarth. It didn't look like he was going to talk to, to uh, Hogarth. It looked but, like he was like arguing over Dempsey over something. Right, but it started looking that way then exactly right. It looked like Dempsey and Romanchik had some sort of disagreement at the end there. 
Then the small altercation, some pushing and shoving amongst the two teams as they retire to their respective locker rooms through the same double doors, mind you. Boy, for what was a phenomenal it's, basketball it game. It was a great game, but the that's ending. That's not what you want to see. No. I mean, it all, I mean, honestly, it was a, I mean, no doubt it was a great dump by Hogarth, but you just don't do that right at the end. You can celebrate something differently. No, it was a, it was a poor, it was a poor showing of sportsmanship, and I don't think Jared Stukes appreciated it. I don't doubt, I don't doubt it. He shouldn't. It wasn't right, but doesn't take away from what was a phenomenal basketball game. Two teams that really needed it. Unfortunately for LaSalle tonight, they come up on the short end. Some statistics tonight. LaSalle shoots 34% from the field, 16 for 47. 3 of 15. That's where the game was won and lost there. 3 for 15 from beyond the arc, just 20%. They went 10 of 13 from the line. And it really didn't get much better in the second half. No. I mean, they were one from eight. They were one for eight in the first half. Only shot one better. By the way, you can still feel the tension in this gym right now. Oh we'll yeah, get to the by rest far. Of the stats, but there's LaSalle people in the center of the court. There's Carroll people in the center of the court, and there's still just this tension. That uh, I, I tell you what, if these two teams see each other in the playoffs, this will be quite an interesting battle. I don't think either team's going to forget. I'm not sure. Yeah, absolutely. Tonight. I'm not sure if Ramachuk was are telling Dempsey about Stukes not shaking Hogarth's hand or if Stukes didn't even shake his Romanchuk's hand. I'm not totally sure because I didn't see Stukes yep. afterward, but like we said, Romanchuk, it looked to me, because he starts shouting, he's a very tall gentleman, starts shouting over the other LaSalle assistants. I thought to Coach Dempsey, he apparently was at Coach Dempsey. I assumed he was saying, and I thought he said I'm gonna talk to him. Then it seemed to be very much an argument. Yep. So we'll, we'll have to get a story on that later. But the stats tonight, Conrad Kiska with 10 points, Jared Stukes with 10 points, Alan Powell with 8, Zach Chrysler with 8, Sean Simon, he had 6, Matt Paulus with 3, the lone 3 that took the lead for the Explorers late in that basketball game. And uh, it just was not enough as Archbishop Carroll had more counter punches at the end, but here's the thing for LaSalle. Nobody's really shooting well. 34% from three, uh, sorry, 34% from the field, I should say. 20% from three. And guys, against Conwell Egan, not one player in double digits. Tonight, two with 10, and that's it. So nobody is catching fire, and that's got to be a concern if you're LaSalle moving forward now at one and three in the Catholic League. There's a definite. Well, I think the big problem. thing here is the one and three that you said. It makes yep. a Sunday's game against Cardinal O'Hara a must-win situation, which, wow. you know, I mean, who would have ever thought that we would be here on January 13th and said you have a must-win situation against Cardinal O'Hara, um, but that's what it is. It's exactly what it is. And Wood will be there on Sunday, 2.30 start, live on BLS. Join us. We'll have a story for the end of this game, one we don't quite have right well, now. No, we're going to gonna, gonna get what transpired here and be able to interpret it a little yeah. better. The two athletic directors, um, or LaSalle's assistant Jason AD, because Joe Parisi isn't here tonight, Jason Isley and the Carroll athletic director are talking. They're, they're keeping the people, well, everybody's on the court, but they're keeping the two sides separated. And uh, we'll see what transpired, what caused, uh, what happened. 
Well, it clearly was initiated by the dunk by AJ Hogarth. Which absolutely, I think it, if that it doesn't, with that yes, alley-oop. it was it, it started with something that shouldn't have happened, and it was you know what transpired. From what we saw, what, from what we saw was Hogarth. It might have been if you talk to Carol, might have been started maybe somewhere different. Maybe that we had some colorful LaSalle spectators as well. But from what our our endpoint, we saw was Hogarth, and then Stukes not shaking his hand, and then we don't know what happened afterward. That's what we're trying to find out. Thing to remember, guys, two great institutions in the Philadelphia Catholic League, a high-intensity basketball game, athletes that have been playing against another since they were young, young kids. Tempers are going to flare, and uh, and these these kids are going to be resilient to all move on from this. But, again, can't reiterate enough, not a great scene at the end of this game. Final score, Archbishop Carroll 50, LaSalle 45. Archbishop Carroll moved to 9-3 on the year. 2-2 2-2 two two in the Philadelphia Catholic League. LaSalle, 7-6 and six on the loss and 1-3 and three in the Philadelphia Catholic League. We had a great time tonight, great basketball all around. Good company here on the set for Chris Carabello, Chris Yastrzemski. I'm Bob Long saying so long from Radnor, Pennsylvania. And we'll see you on Sunday at 2.30 as LaSalle takes on Cardinal O'Hara at home.